Hey, what's up? We're the Real Culture Queens, and I'm Kate. And I'm Asia. And today we're getting really real about the new and upcoming releases, both theatrical and streaming, this holiday season. And look, we know this time of year is really rough, so here's our <laughs> list of stuff you should watch over the holidays when you're trying not to be bothered by your annoying families. First up, we talk theatrical releases we saw. I saw The Good Liar and gave it five glasses. And of course I saw a Disney movie, Frozen 2, and I <laughs> gave it five glasses. And, and here's, here's why. why. So yeah, first up, gosh, okay. The Good Liar was fantastic. First of all, I have to do a small shout out to Envision Cinemas because I had the experience of a life just going there and feeling like I was already at home. Probably didn't help that I used my coat as a blanket. It Pampered. Was, yes. <laughs> People walking in and like just randomly giving you a glass of wine. It was great. Um, so... I'm going to give you the quick synopsis from IMDb because I am a super nerd that way. But the consummate con man, Roy um, Courtney, or Courtney, has uh, set his sights on his latest mark, the recently widowed Betty McLeish, um, who is worth millions. Uh, but this time, what should have been a simple swindle escalates into a cat and mouse game with the ultimate stakes. Um, and so I gave it, I know, I know we've been giving a lot of high ratings, but I think it's just honestly, you we know, have a good pick of films. We have a good pick of films and we're also, um, divas on a budget and only want to spend money on things <laughs> that we think is going to be really good. Um, so let's just get that out of the way. But yeah, I, uh, number one, the acting was incredible. Okay. First of all, you have two Shakespearean actors. You have Sir Ian McKellen and Her- Helen Mirren. Um, and they present these two, like, deeply complicated individuals, like, right off On their the own, bat. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their lives change, like, irrevocably in a moment, followed by a lifetime of chain reactions that find them them meeting each other on a senior dating service. Aww. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's so cute. And it's really hard to... Isn't this based on real life, too? <sighs> you know... I, or I didn't dive deep into that because this is another film where we're really going to scrape the surface because we want you to go see it because there there's so many like uh, there, there's potential spoilers so we're really cautious about giving you this review for sure um, because you just have to go see it it's it so says good. it was sparked by a real idea but it's not based on real okay. life and that makes sense internet says yeah <laughs> The internet says, you guys. And it was all out like this grand design. I mean, ultimately, the con man, without giving away, I think this says a lot, is beaten at his own game. It's fair enough to say, Mm -hmm. I would think. Mm -hmm. Um, By, of course, someone who you would think would believably beat beat him, which is Helen Mirren, because she is so smart and so spectacular. And the way they kind of slowly reveal themselves as the film progresses. So it starts out with a bang and then everyone just starts to open up and spider webs into this story. And then you're like, at the end, you're like, because at the beginning, Helen, you see her as such the easy mark. You know, the setup, he's the con man. You know he's out to get her from the very beginning. And 
you're like, oh, God, okay. Not only that, but she has this protective son character, son S character, who's always, like, the voice of reason. Like, I call them, like, the shouting person in the audience. You know, it's like, don't go in that room! Because we know that the serial killer is in that room. He is, like, that voice throughout that movie of, like, oh, hold up. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Not only does he serve as that purpose to do the warning that we want to give, but I think he also gives, uh, he serves as a purpose to to throw us off and to keep us guessing for that twist that we right. won't give away, right? And then, and I say we, and I feel I know, I was like, I won't, because I haven't seen it. So, like, the fun thing but about I our reviews... To. <laughs> the fun thing about our reviews is that Frozen 2 I did not see, and this... I did see. So we're learning as we go along. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I, I thought that they both being such incredible actors were able to show strengths and vulnerabilities and then, um, just blossom them out as they went along. Whereas in you almost, almost, Almost. I won't say it because when you see it, it was like, girl, how do you feel sorry? You almost feel sorry for him because he never had a chance. Like, he thought he was so smart. He thought he had everything figured out. And I was like, not today. But Checkmate. <laughs> yes. And I loved it. I loved the way they played off of each other. I, they, they were fantastic. Um, so, one, acting. Two, the plot. They take, them, uh, they take us on this incredible journey. Fraught with deception, betrayal, layers, and a twist. Um, It reminded me of one of my favorite movies of a similar genre, which is Charade, um, starring Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn, um, which was another movie that, you know, had its own, like, twists and turns in it. Um, It's like, oh my gosh, who's really the bad guy? And you're suspicious of them all along. Um, But, oh, you know, he's complicated, but he's not so bad. Um, And... And then also combined with, um, as I'm probably looking at the poster, is that in your hallway? 2007, um, the romance drama Atonement, the film that I love so much with James McAvoy. I don't have it anymore because Zeus peed on it. (laughs) So it's ruined. Zeus peed peed a little on my Clueless poster too. But that's still on the wall. You can see the urine. Opens July 19th. That's what that is. So I have a lot of movie posters, and Zeus likes to ruin them. Kate That's my dog, not my boyfriend. <laughs> in her office, um, and throughout her home, and some of which I've given you. I think I give you Clueless and Atonement. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Those are contradictory things. <laughs> that's interesting, but it combines Clueless and Atonement. Then words alone. <laughs> okay, because they're. I mean, you're you're. Um, I think that's a good segue in terms of the fact that it challenges you with the themes of the film. Um, So what is justice? What is revenge? Like, again, almost feeling, almost, not really, almost feeling sorry for the bad guy. Um, What does it take for someone to move past a great trauma that transcends generations? Um... Which, oddly enough, was, I think, a great recent hot topic and a new field of study right now talking about 
transgenerational traumas and how that affects people and what is the ultimate goal of what people are doing when they're getting revenge or, or when they're going after someone. Are they seeking justice? Is it is it coming from a place where they're actually getting closure? Or is there closure really that they want in, a, in an effort to make things whole? Like an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It, I think the film really challenges you that way. That's interesting. Yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it makes you think about something much larger when you leave the theater. Yes. I mean, kind of in a way, and again, not to give it away, but similarly to Django Unchained. It was, I think a lot of his films specifically are a lot of like revenge films about the things that we wish, like Inglorious Bastards. Um, similar films where you're taking... Fantasy revenge. Fantasy revenge. Of history. Yes. Of history. And so... I hope that's a little good teaser without giving it away. But there, there's that theme in there. It's like, oh gosh, is is this a moment where she's actually making things right and things whole? Kind of like the way you would do with the law. Like justice is supposed to make things whole. Even though I think you can never actually do that. Like if you've lost a loved one or something of that nature, you can't make whole because you can't make that person right. But that's what justice is supposed to do, right? Um, and... This movie definitely does that. Um, and then for the setting, like any great caper film of its genre, the setting moves around Europe and in time. Um, but in a way that's smart, it doesn't feel like you're jumping around here, there, everywhere. It, it's fluid. It flows. And it moves the story along. And you kind of feel like, oh, you're at this turning point in the movie and now you're the detective and trying to figure out how oh, this is going. Yes. Yeah. It's really good, girl. I'm super glad I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Well, I know I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Okay. Well, Frozen 2 was really cool. <laughs> no, it really was. And I texted Asia afterwards. I thought it was my favorite Disney movie. Now, I've seen run on text about how amazing it was. It was really good. And I felt like that was a strong opinion. Um, <laughs> but I want to see it again to be sure that I think that is my new favorite Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so I really liked <laughs> Frozen 2, or Frozen 1, because I loved that the love was between two sisters versus the typical film of either a woman finding herself or a woman finding a man. Oh. And so I loved yeah. that the love the love that co- conquered all was between two family members. I okay. loved that. Okay. And so and I am not the first to say this, but I think Frozen 2 really was just a the Frozen 1 was just a small lily pad leaping off point for Frozen 2. <laughs> and it unraveled this whole story you didn't see coming. And I feel like it was... It took, what, five or six years for Frozen 2 to come out? And you know, because Frozen 1 was a success, they were like, the next day, box office hits, they're like, okay, Frozen 2 on the docket! <laughs> so, but they yeah. they really took their time mm-hmm. with it. They and did, because when did Frozen... It, I think it was... I think it was five years ago. Um, and, but it, it's, um, no, no, uh, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's six years, yeah. Um, I was like, I need to know the math. And then, but with them getting older, I feel like Olaf, he was so cute. And not to give too much away, but he like, sing, he like sings about getting older. And it's really kind of this odd satire, I think, about like what we think as adults. Like we're always going to, right? As a child, you always think, oh, I'll know everything when I get get older. older. Yeah. And then now, and then he makes, and this is. Now we Google how to make things. Yeah, and he like will, and he will like he'll say all these like, like intermittently he'll have like all these really um, prolific insights to things, mm-hmm. and then and then he'll like squash it with something stupid, and it's and then he'll be like, well, I'll know more when I get older, and that's kind of like a thing about life, right? We always think that we're gonna know more when we get older, but we have all these insights about things, and that is us getting older, and he didn't see that, and. I, we do the same thing. But aside from that, he really showed that the series in itself had progressed. And I loved that. He was kind of like the turning point for the Aww. film in its own way. Um, snowball. And the girls, they didn't, really cha- they didn't really change that much, but they were just happy with where they were. But in their journey together as sisters being more like confident in their relationship and... Um, Elsa kind of finding her own path and her journey, and it kind of brought closure to the story. I really, really enjoyed that. I would be interested to see if they did a third. I don't... Mm. It would be more kind of like... Straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, it would be kind of like... (laughs) Which I'm not against. (laughs) I'm just saying... Can't say straight to DVD anymore. Anymore. Disney Plus. That's a very good point. I didn't think about it that way. Um, but it would be, yeah, it would be more like, they. I feel like they found their place, and at that point, they would just be, like, making journeys. Yeah. But I love that. And mm-hmm. it was magical, and um, it, ta- it was, like, kind of female empowering, um, and it, like, showed you, like, when you feel all alone, it's the next step. And... Kristen Bell, I read this article with her, total side note. Mm-hmm. She was like, sometimes I get really depressed and I wake up and I think all I need to do is just take the next step, right? Yeah. The next step is to get out of bed and take a shower. The next step. And there is a song she oh. sings in that film and it's called The Next Best Step or something. And I'm. Yeah. And but she was really sad in this part and she's like, the next thing I basically have to do is get up. And I was. And I thought this was a very adult moment in the film. And. I hadn't. I hadn't. Oh, so that's what your text meant. No, no, I hadn't read that article about Kristen Bell till after. Oh, I know. And then I was like, oh my god, I wonder if they wrote that song. And I don't know when the art. The article is new too. <gasps> and they all kind. Of, they both kind of came out simultaneously. Um, but I, I'm. I like to buy things and not read them right away. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I don't know Girl, which. You know how those press junkets go. They could have written that article. Uh, oh, I'm like, sure. Oh, this is coming out now. Well, not years yeah. ago, but, but you know, months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's it was a real that scene where she sings this song about just getting up over this bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it seemed very adult. Um, not to say that kids shouldn't see the film, but there's a lot of very adult themes in that movie. And at the time, it triggered that thought. But anyways totally felt like a leaving point and i really liked that it hit a ton of environmental notes um and that when i was researching that about the because they actually 
uh, signed an agreement. Frozen 2, Disney signed an agreement with the, like, I'm going to muddle this, but mm. indigenous Norwegian people about trying to respect oh, their culture. For cultural references. Yeah. <gasps> That's which, cool. Which ties into really? the other movie we, yeah, the other movie we really love, um, <laughs> Klaus or Claus. It's Claus, I suppose, supposed to be pronounced Klaus, which it's how they pronounce it in the movie. Sure. But that is um, a Netflix streaming film that we both love. It's an animated film. Um, but it uh, takes place in northern Norway. Girl, but this your segue was so smooth. I just want to say that. Thank you. I'm like I was... Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> oh, God. He yeah. is a great segwayer. <laughs> Take your notes from she... Ryan Seacrest. God. She, so... Because that, before we do go into Klaus, I think that's smart considering Disney has had a whole entire history of being culturally insensitive. So I'm glad that they are making active strides. Well, Kristen Bell, like, like posted about it, and then I researched about it, and then when we both saw that uh, Klaus... God, I don't know how to say that name. We're just going to say Klaus. Klaus. We are going to say Klaus. Okay. It's fine. Um... Yeah, it's with a K. Because we're fancy. We're very fancy. <laughs> um, so when they, so when I researched, I researched Frozen Two outside of that because I was curious because their clothing is different, like the tribe that they come upon, and then Klaus, they had kind of similar garb. And then when I researched it, I was like, holy macaroni! From yeah. Same same regiony. Yeah. And I like the fact that actually there is that debate even with us on how to say it because the whole film itself, I think really... Klaus or Claus? Klaus and Claus. <laughs> really? No, seriously. No, and all ser- I know you're... I know you're... But it, it, it leads into that whole thing of how a man became a myth. You know what? I... Okay, so... Initially, I totally thought the same thing too, and then I've recommended the film to like several Saint people. Because Nicholas was a real, real person. person, yeah, so I love I that, that aspect too. That was a really too. good tie-in. Is is it Klaus or is it Claus? I like that. Yeah, that was like a whole like that's fireside mystery storytelling. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the the folklore. Yes, around it. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I I think we used to say Klaus and Claus throughout this the entire rest of this review just to be. Just the whole... Just to be extra. It's K-L-A-U-S. I recommended it to someone else, and they spelled it with a C. <laughs> and which is fine. I have, I like this movie so much. See, I was like, you need to watch this, girl. Mm-hmm. I like this movie so much, I've recommended it to four people. Did you really? And these are all adults, by the way. Two of them without children, two of them with grown children, and they just like watching animated films, because they appreciate animation. That excluding us, because we are whole ass adults without children well we have fur babies but still yes yeah well they, these are like people with kids but they're like well the other <laughs> two don't have kids. <laughs> we are mannequins <laughs> we oh, stopped coming to life movie? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you would pause when you did that what? <laughs> she was like a Barbie, real life. Oh, that's a thing. Yes. Oh, I thought you were making a joke that Tyra Banks is so perfect. She's like a mannequin. Uh, um, oh. So, <laughs> Klaus Klaus, we give five. You get five glasses? Yeah, I totally gave it five glasses. It's, okay. 
amazing storytelling. I love things about folklore and traveling into that. So, the, definitely five. The basics, basic. The basic synopsis of I'm it. I'm real close to her face and mic right now, you guys. Oh, and I feel bad because I had garlic <laughs> on my pizza earlier. Um, so, there's an actual town called Smearinsburg um, in northern Norway. So, the story takes place on this island, Smearinsburg, which is actually, like, was a very lucrative whaling island. Um, but in this, it's not lucrative at all. <laughs> um, and there's a new postman. Oh, Jesper, God. which is the voice of, uh, oh, golly, Jason, um, um, holy man, Jason Schwartzman. I love Jason Schwartzman. Me so too. Much. I love his voice. Um, and he then befriends a toy maker. He has really great eyebrows. Klaus, and in the film he does too. Klaus, <laughs> who's played by J.K. Simmons, and they're. This is this is an IMDb uh, synopsis. Uh-oh. Their gifts melt well with our f- flittering of quotes. Um, their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little silly, but it's a Christmas movie that tries <laughs> tries to explain. You're so extra. You totally like sprinkled some like I'm trying hot to sauce be on that magical. Book. Look at our voices. Our voice lines are like crazy right now. Um, it's a little. That's a little extra though. Anyways, the film tries to explain how like uh, Santa letters and all that junk started. And, but like we were saying, it went from it took realism. And how, like, actual gossip and um, social intentions, hearsay, um, turns into folklore. Fireside stories. Fireside stories. Camp tales. And I think for me... Local mythology. The the actual... So Christmas, we always think of as magical, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's normally circled around not real events, right? Like Santa... If you have any children listening... (laughs) Santa is... Santa, Santa is, is magical. He is magical. And so, um, but... Send your children away now. Send them away for other reasons, probably. <laughs> um, but, so, uh, but what I love about this is that the magical scenes are actually centered around the kind of events that they create. Mm-hmm. So, the children being so excited about the gifts they receive um, th- through two men really delivering them a gift and um standing sorry standing back to mm-hmm. watch that and the film is animated in such a way that the lighting and everything makes it a very beautiful scene but them it's just cinematic. being able it, it really is and and the the thing that Klaus Klaus keeps saying is a single act of kindness sparks another one. Yes. And so the whole film's magic really circles around them giving and that act mm-hmm. of kindness. And there's a lot of way more selfishness that that um, battles that throughout the film. So every act of kindness really shines through. But, I mean, there is some magical elements of the traditional Christmas story, but it really comes from a unique place that I make, I think makes that whole film 
set apart and unique and different from most Christmas films. Well, they breathed life into him. They made him yeah, real. Yeah, they made him they real. Made this, they, they That's true. made it in this real place, in this real culture, where you could see this man who is seen more of as a recluse and kind of gruff. Big, burly man, but, you know, soft and gooey on the inside, as they always are. Um, and... I thought also haunted by the loss of his wife, which I thought was beautiful. So Mrs. Claus, small spoiler, but it's important in terms of this, this story. It's not something that's, you know, you have to wait until the end to discover. You, you realize that, you know, part of his motivation, that love and that giving back to others was her, which mm-hmm. I thought was beautiful mm-hmm. and wanting to make children feel special and loved and, and that joy should be something that you give, um, uh, that you, that you are constantly seeking to give because it is so contagious and that it spreads. Yeah. Every, every little small, seemingly small, like, action that he did, something simple, a small gift, because these weren't extravagant gifts. They were something as small as, like, a little jumping frog, which was adorable. And there adorable. were things that he handmade, which yes. I love. Yes, and they spread. They spread like, like I could wildfire. never handmake any of that. So that was kind of magical, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They made him very real, and they made the message beautiful, and it was cinematic. And the whole cast was amazing. So we have Rashida Jones. Yes. Um... She was the voice of the school teacher, right? Yeah. She was a school teacher <laughs> who wanted to leave that shithole so island. Gosh, and, she was so funny um, there. And I, she was a, she was, yeah, I, felt, I don't want to ruin a character, but. I felt her, guys, so hard. I was like, I am. Her, the, ah, oh, God, I love her. Uh, Jason Schwartzman <laughs> plays opposite J.K. Simmons. The main characters, I'd say Rashida Jones is like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, supportive character. Yes. Joan Cusack and Will Sasso. I always mess up his Will name. Will Sasso. I freaking love Will Sasso. He is so funny. He is a mad TV alum. Oh. Yeah. And you know that movie that I love so much, Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yes. He, he is, um, is the, is the, the judge, judge's, was son or brother with a disability, a cognitive disability, the big the big guy? Mm-hmm. That's Will Sasso. Yeah, I, so I looked him up, and I was like, oh, my God, I've seen him in so many things and not put it together that that was him. Yeah. And then Norm McDonald. Yeah, who, love Norm. Oh, my God. He had, he just, SNL he was alum. the antagonist. Like, he was just... Malcolm in the middle. Oh, my God. things. I love him. So, the whole cast was stinking amazing. Um, a great... Uh, the animation... So, from what I read... Um, well, the same director did Despicable Me, which mm-hmm. I felt, like, mm-hmm. really... Because I feel like the film itself has, like, some adult themes, but mm-hmm. the slapstick kind of comedy that's very similar to Despicable Me makes it chill, chill, child-friendly. Despicable Me was totally, like... Well, I think anymore that's a common theme. I agree. What you Especially with Pixar. Two, anything. They know that people are dragging their children to see these, and then there are children, adults with that will always have, like lighthearted minds so they make it for yeah children and adults alike anymore yeah i feel like it was kind of like that when we were younger but now it's so strong yes you like notice it because i'll rewatch 
like The Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's so strong now. Before you were like, oh, they could be interested in this, but yeah. it's intense now. Um, but yeah. the animation, apparently, so uh, Sergio Pablos, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Pablos? Um, he wanted to do, traditionally do an animated film, but he didn't want to then switch it to computer generated animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so the studio used CGI lighting techniques with hand drawn animation to create a unique animation style for the story overall. And this is the first traditionally hand drawn animation movie to make a use, I don't know what this means volumetric lighting and texturing to give it that more 3D, which I guess is just the use of CG lighting. But I felt like you could totally see that in the whole creation of the island itself with the fog. That's what made it cinematic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That technology is what's made is what made it so cinematic. And I know that the traditional services are doing like the thing that is like pissing off Spielberg and the like. That, that not only are they releasing these on their streaming services, but they're also doing theatrical releases. And this is one of the films that could have its own theatrical release. Oh, and it should. And should. What was you that movie? You would want to see this on the big screen because it was that visually was, stunning yes. on top of the storytelling. Yeah, it was, it was very... And it totally built the whole story. But yeah. this is on Netflix, so you can completely watch it yourself. Yes, we're just saying um, like, it's just if you fancy and you have a large screen, a new holiday movie <laughs> is in store. Break out the popcorn <laughs> machine, invite your friends over, and make pretend that you're in a movie theater because it's gorgeous. Also, make sure you have a bow sound system because I would love to hear that. If you have that kind of money. Yeah, I was talking to the ritzy ritzy people who are people listening to us of the 10 people that listen to us good because my flat screen downstairs is still vibrating over like 10 10 volume specs <laughs> i need to get a sound system um so i'm kind of bummed because the movies that i really want to see are gonna be at the end of the month and i might be broke <laughs> um so hopefully someone gives me a gift card new year new us right um, but I'm really excited about Cats coming out with Taylor Swift. Oh, God. Of course. She is such a hardcore Tay-Tay fan. Bombshell. That <sighs> sounds amazing. The yeah. newscasters who go against the head of Fox. Uh, Seberg, who has um, Kristen uh, Stewart, who, oh, my gosh. She plays Jean Seberg, who in the 1960s, was followed by the FBI for her political and romantic involvement with the civil rights activist Hakeem Jamal. I should not be able to pronounce names. You're fine. I really want to see Richard Jewell, um, which is the... um, uh, Oh, my God. How can I not remember his name? Mm. The guy who did The Mole. Oh, my God. He's super famous. How stupid am I? Someone's probably kicking me right now. You're fine. I can totally see his name in my... Or see his face in my head. Clint Eastwood, you oh, dumb idiot. You are not, not oh you. My God. Me. Stop. She does. So this. these Stop are theater now. things that I really want to see. But I've recently been. Con- oh, and the Aeronauts and Dark Waters, which was filmed here, and I auditioned for it, didn't get it. But wait, which film? Dark Waters. Oh. Mm. That's um, that was completely filmed here. Mm. Um, but anyways, 
And then Schitt's Creek, though, on Netflix, I have just started, like, I'm, like, obsessed with it. Tyler doesn't want to watch it. My BF, not my dog, who pees on things. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to watch it, so Her I SO. saved that. What's um, SO stand for? Significant Other. Oh, that's cute. Oh, my, my God. My partner. I know that one. I want to see Queen and Slim. I have not yes. been able to see that yet. I'm so freaking excited to see that. I do want to um, see that. I, I'm gonna have to probably see Joker when it comes out, because of course I didn't get to see, like, I re- that, yeah. actually, I really want to see that, too. Um, God, I feel like there's so many 80 million things. I definitely want to see, um, I want to see, uh, yeah, I said Queen Slim, um, oh, the thing that I did already binge watch and will watch again because I'm obsessed and now I cannot wait until the second season comes out is on Hulu. Wu-Tang, an American saga. Oh, my God. Any other hip-hop fans out there besides myself, that's something amazing. You had all the faces. just. I had all of the faces. All of the faces because I love Wu-Tang and um, some of the individual artists that obviously came out of that, obviously, like Method Man, who I love. Um, but I digress. <laughs> mumble, I'm not mumble, mumble, I know mumble. I'm mumbling because I could go on a whole music. I could see that tangent, and I'm <laughs> gonna stop myself. So I'm like, gonna stop it. Yeah. Um, Disney Plus, uh, The oh, Mandalorian, so which you guys already know, Baby Yoda, so adorable. I've only watched one I don't episode know. right now. I okay, need to buy so, this for myself, girl. GMA before I was leaving the house the other day was like one of the they went over the most like searchable things of the year okay Mandalorian just came out with Disney Plus came out recently right yeah Baby Yoda is the most googled thing of 2019 oh my god end of the year and Disney Plus just came out that's so yes so that, and then of course the shows that I already loved and grew up with, Darkwing Duck, you can watch. Darkwing, woo, and learn. Danger, is that the same one? That's DuckTales. Oh, damn DuckTales, woo. What's mm-hmm. that? What's Darkwing Duck? Um. Oh, God. You know I'm good with jingles and you just threw me off because now all I can hear is that and gummy bears. It's okay. We should tell these fine people. Bears. Bouncing uh-huh. here and there and everywhere. No. That, you no. didn't watch that? That was also Disney. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Darkwing Duck. When there's trouble, you call DW? When there's no? trouble. Those jingles are very similar. That's fair. They're all, actually, all three of those. The gummy bear ones, DuckTales, and that one. It could be the wine, the reason why they sound similar. I'm not really singing them. And with that note, <laughs> whatever you do this holiday season, find yourself with a wine and a good movie. Oh, also Netflix, Astronomy Club. I have not watched it yet. Hilarious. And then if you're not watching it, you need to be because well, maybe you, you don't have You haven't watched it yet or you have? I haven't watched Astronomy Club yet. But you think it sounds hilarious. Oh, I know it's hilarious from some of the things that I've like seen clips of. Oh, oh, yes, oh. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, uh, Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Schitt's Creek all the way. It's my new fave. I, I, I hate that I just shortcut favorite. Really, Kate? Are you that crazy? <laughs> you totes want to come over? It's my new fave. 
Oh, you said totes. I thought you said tots. We've been talking a lot about tater tots today. Tater tots are super good. Yeah. But anyways. Have tater tots when you binge these, guys. Yeah. Break away from the turkey. Cheese Have some tots. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whatever you do this holiday season, watch any of our selections or after that, don't. (laughs) Or, you know... Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing for you. But yes, smother your sadness and cheese and tater tots. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. And wine. Yeah, yeah, do that too. All right. But um, have a great holiday season, you guys. Thank we, you. We just gave you your so your survival guide. Yeah, I think holidays. those are, and a lot of those are on Netflix or Hulu or something streaming or go to the theater. Yeah. Yeah. And if. You do venture to the theater, it's okay to go in your PJs. It is. We do it a lot. None of the TJ teenagers working there over the holidays are going to judge you. They're probably going to just ignore you. And they're going to ignore you anyway, so yeah. just go in your comfortable. Wear your PJs. All right. Yeah. We're the Real Culture Queens. Have a good holiday, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>